And Georgia so. I want to see. I want to see too. The Triforce, of course. I know him. I know him. I'm telling you, I played it. I'm sold. No, I'm sorry. He's not dead. He's going to be joining later on. So I guess poop jokes are allowed. There is a mod for that. Landscape lawns. No, that's Jesus. I do have that Bur- Bill Murray picture around here somewhere. It's all the way over there. Past the barbed wire of uh, cables. I think I'll sit right here and listen to the show. Yeah, but I can say this. We are live. We're live. Welcome, gang. We are the Purjangers and Wallhangers Media Network presentation of the Triforce, of course. I'm one Matthew Bugrell, the Matt Man, and to my left, it lefts are Stephen Bucarell, Big Brother, and in the quarantine box we have Caitlin Thermoscara, a new wall janger, as well as the oldest wall janger, Christopher Bristow, the old man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we are still doing the Skype because everything is still... And audio is great. The Triforce. That's us. Of course. The Triforce podcast. <laughs> so, audio is great. We're we good. try. <laughs> we try to force you to watch the news. So, um... Oh, yeah. You want to just go under? Yeah. I did not finish setting up the podcast. Yeah, you're good now. And maybe angle it a little bit over. Sorry, I I completely forgot to set up the lights. Y'all gonna have to... (laughs) So, this is completely professional. And, uh... Yeah, man. No, that's too much. But uh, we are the Triforce. We try to let you know what's going on with the nerdy news. And when we use those other lights, I look like Casper, the friendly ghost. Yeah, so we had to adjust. <laughs> we have to adjust for his complexion. But you can find us here on pjandwh.com, where you can find all of our podcasts. You hop on over here, you'll find the latest promos, where you will find the new intro for Lug Nuts with James Legion and Wade Harris. They made a new intro for us. They're going to be making one just for... Hang on. They're going to be making one for... They made one for Lug Nuts. There we go. And they're also going to be making another one for the Quarantine Podcast. So uh, we'll have to... You'll have to wait on that next one. But we, we we do have all of our regular podcasts up here. Lug Nuts, Ralph Cramden's Tomahawk Missiles... As well as last week's Triforce podcast, Bruce Leroy Jenkins, Metaphorical Tentacles. <laughs> so, you can also I find... podcast names, I'm just saying. Oh yeah, man, our podcast names are far, bar none above the rest. And you can also contact the team here, Let us leave us your name as well as uh, your message and your email. Find us on social medias. And... Uh, we do start off this podcast every single damn time with the nerdy news. And tonight, the Justice League's future is looking dark. Green Hornet reboot with Extra Kato. And NASA wants you to play their game, as well as a realistic Pope simulator. All later on the Triforce podcast. So... We start off here with uh, one of my favorite things. Anime, 3, 2, 1, Let's Jam. Let's jam. Cowboy Bebop, man. They're getting the live adaptation there with John Cho from Star Trek fame, as well as Harold and Kumar. Um, mm-hmm. Love John Chow. 
and he had an accident on while filming the live adaptation here for uh, Cowboy Bebop, and now with the pandemic, it's going to be a little bit more of a delay on it. However, it start Cowboy Bebop aired in 1998, gave us 26 episodes of this nice animated action, fast paced with an awesome soundtrack. They Whoa. Have- so they had since 98 and they still haven't finished it? Talk about procrastinating. <laughs> I mean, come on. Finished it already. What are you, Duke Nukem? <laughs> That's the original anime. Oh, but oh. The original anime is still great to this day. It still holds up. It's like a cowboy western in space. Just like Star Wars is. Just like all of these kind of genres. Oh, like, like Firefly. Firefly. Took the words out of your mouth. But yeah, Firefly, you... God damn! Don't stop talking about that one. Like kind of like Final yeah, Fantasy yeah. VI. Hey, hey don't, don't start, start with that with one. That one. <laughs> Look, you got seven remade. Calm down. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the well, beauty about that, that is, is I'm playing, playing it, and you're not right now. So, well, yeah, that's fire. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that's just because I didn't buy it. Because I'm also what I'm playing is I've been playing ESO Elder Scrolls Online as well as. I checked out Fallout 76. I bought the Wastelanders, uh, Fallout 76 with the Wastelanders update. New player, started in on it, and I love it. You're, You're enjoying, enjoying it now? It's I'm not enjoying it, man. Mm-hmm. From a new player perspective, popping in at what the game should have been at launch. So if I took this as my launch day, I am happy with my purchase already of $40 because of everything they added to the game. I've watched a lot of videos saying all the stuff that they did add to the game, and I agree. It's wholeheartedly awesome. The best part is that Jason Muse is one of the sounds of the NPCs that you meet at the Wayward uh, Inn. And and it's this little part, but it's like, I know him! I know him! And it just adds to it. And all the NPCs, everything's Fallout, everything adds and collects and builds. It's, It's great. It's a great time. It's definitely the time to get into Fallout. I think they really no man skied this one. Yeah, this I played it before. I played it before, and I'm still bitter. He's still bitter. He hasn't checked it out. That's why I went and checked it out. I love it. I think it's a great. I think I think they're doing a good job. All right. If they keep going with it, they keep expanding it, they keep adding to the story like MMOs are supposed to. Then I think you really have something here that's going to keep the fans coming back for more, like ESO. Um, I'm still not sold on. 76. I'm just, I'm, I'm not. You haven't played it. That's why. I'm telling you. I played it. I'm if sold. only there was a video <laughs> game, a website where you could watch other people play video That's games. That's like saying, you know, I went to the moon. I still don't believe it's real. No wonder we didn't go back. But I, but I was there. I've been there. Yeah. I could watch it on a website. You it's don't know. Sponsor, it was probably fake. But, uh, but no, I was, I was there. I was at the moon. What platform did you buy this on? Steam. Uh, uh, it's not the same without Kelly. Yeah, but he is dead and watching over us. No, I'm sorry, he's not dead. He's going to be joining later on. <laughs> but I am excited for Cowboy Bebop. Writer and executive producer on the live adaptation, Jeff Pinkner, sat down with the Observer. And which they caught him on his way for a notes call for the second season. Now, the first season hasn't even aired yet. We're getting 10 episodes 
The one better part about this is that they're hour-long episodes instead of like what the anime did with half-hour episodes. So you're getting twice as much. So you're still getting a good 20, you know, 20 episodes of the original worth of material in there. You have okay. a lot more that they want to... He says they want to deepen and dimensionalize the source material. So they're taking this... We have an hour to really thicken this story up and make it better. And yeah, I think some more substance. Yeah, if they really take... If they're crafting this like a very fine, you know, made suit or jacket, like we'll see later, um, then you will see the actual quality in the detail. It's a very... Right, fair enough. It's a very ugly jacket, but old man might actually like it because it's multi-purpose. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the old man, this story came from him, and I'm so glad that he popped this one over here. Screen Rant actually uh, popped this up here, that Kevin Smith is going to be paying off a little bit of bills with his customers at his business. The Kevin Smith is paying off every customer bill uh, for outstanding pull list. All the all paid. That's awesome. Yeah, outstanding balances. Kevin Smith was inspired by Venom writer Donnie Cates, uh, who paid off an entire remaining balance at his local Austin, Texas comic book shop. So it's just a really nice, fun-hearted kind of article that I think uh, the world needed this uh, at the this nice, point. The nice thing about this that I like is that, uh, of course. You know, you know, comic, comic book, book men, men, which was, was on AMC, AMC from, yeah. it was actually, actually done, done at Jane Silent Bob's Secret, Secret Stash, Stash. Yes. in Red Rock, New Jersey. Yeah. So, so um, and, and it's, it's nice, nice to get to some get good some PR, PR for them, for them because, because you know now, now that they've been, they've been out of work, work maybe another show will pick or network will pick them up with this good publicity. So it could pay dividends. And he also has a Schmod Castle opening up, which looks like the old Quick Stop building in California. Movie and movie, they're doing yeah, and movies. He's got his own fucking fast food franchise now. It's like the man went back to all his old ideas. Like, you know what? I actually could make some money. Will they have a vegetarian burger? They have to. The man is vegan. Look at him. He looks starved. He yeah. looks depraved of food and surprised. All the you know time. what else he looks? Alive. He does look alive. That's what happens after you have a heart attack. You're like, fuck it, I'm eating only vegetables. <laughs> Whatever you gotta do. He actually he actually thanks his daughter for getting him on. Oh, of course your kid's gonna get you on the guilt trip. You know how they treat those animals, Dad? I don't care, it's delicious. That's the difference between me and Kevin Smith. I'd already be dead. <laughs> Not to be too morbid about it, but that's the news, you know? It's out there. So, we do have a little bit of good news coming here in the form of uh, Justice League Dark. We're going to be seeing an adaptation of this with J.J. Uh, Abrams' Bad Robot at the helm. You know what um, I'm excited, excited about, about this one? one? They're, they're going to be producing it. J.J. Abrams' take on Constantine. That, just that in itself, is going to be awesome. And like I mentioned to Frank Link... When we first met him, Dead Man was one of the first comics that I actually sat down and read. And then you have, uh, what is her face? Is that Zatanna? Or she's Zatanna. Zatanna, yes. The magic Not user. Cortana? Not Cortana. No. Not Cortana. Please search Pajangers and Wallhangers. 
if you say that loud enough, it might actually. Like, if you say, Alexa, search Perjangers. A whole bunch of people that are listening to this podcast, their Alexa is now searching Perjangers. And finding us, because we're the only thing. Siri, search Pajangers. We're just trying to set off everybody's phone right now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to audibly say, hack you. Just say, okay, Google, and then it'll, it'll, it'll activate. See, my phone just went. <laughs> okay, Google, search Pajangers. All right, now that we've infest, in, infected everybody's phones, I think we can move on with the article here. But J.J. Abrams is producing the Justice League Dark series for HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Bad Robot will be producing the new series, which is based off of more supernatural characters showing up in the DC Universe, like John Constantine. It's unclear whether Abrams will be writing anything for the show. Now, Abrams, as well as Greg Berlanti, have a huge, a bunch of huge roles in the HBO Max lineup for the DC Universe. Okay? They have... One, Green Lantern with Greg Belanti, the untitled Green Lantern show. And he's also doing an adaptation of the DC Comics Strange Adventures. So he has those two shows. Now Abrams has Justice League Dark, his production company, is going under. And he's also got three other projects for HBO Max. One is based off The Shining, which is called Overlook. The second is focused on the untold terrifying stories of the most famous haunted hotel in America. And the third is called Duster, which is an original product project he's co-writing, which focuses on a getaway driver for a growing crime syndicate in the 1970s Southwest. So, I guess my kind of question here is, do you think bringing DC over to HBO Max in the streaming universe and focusing less on the movie cinematic universe is really the the way to go for DC. Because well, DC's already been going that way on their DC network. I'm kind of surprised that this is popping up on HBO and not on their own channel. Well, they also said that they're probably going to be switching over to that because everything DC's owned by Warner Brothers, and now I think Warner Brothers is kind of bringing everything in and keeping everything close. I think that they're going to be launching a lot more stuff. Like, the... This one is going to be a a great show that's going to launch for them, which is something that has been in limbo for a while. Guillermo del Toro once wrote a script for a dark, uh, a Justice League dark movie, which never happened. The animated movie is really good, though. Yeah, Yeah, the animated movie always always knock it out of the park. And And that's that's where DC does better in serial form than they do in film form. So I'm all for it. I think this is going to give them a lot more area to focus on where they shine and where they really pick up from the actual uh, animated movies that they do. Transpose it over to TV. Because TV gives you a lot more time to ruminate. <laughs> and backstory behind that. She doesn't know the backstory. Listen, Listen to the, the back catalog. It's okay. okay. You can watch, watch our, our back catalog on YouTube. But for free and Facebook for free. Um, but I'm really feeling a nice kind of vibe with these HBO shows. I'm liking what they have, especially with the rumor of this next story, which is a Justice League TV show for HBO Max. Of course, they're not just going to stop at you know Justice League Dark. 
They got to go over to Justice, the actual Justice League. Now, this is according to sources close to We Got This Covered, who also announced the Justice League Dark and Green Lantern shows before they were officially announced. So, if you take this with a grain of salt, this, they say that the series will not be attached to the DC Extended Universe at all. But it will be a whole new team of actors filling in these roles, but the continuity will still be with other DC, uh, HBO Max shows like Justice League Dark and the Green Lantern series. So it's still going to... This is one of the ideas they're kicking around. Is this a good idea to keep HBO Max one whole continuity like they did with the Arrowverse, but even the Arrowverse had that crossover with Azera Miller, Mr. Chokey. I'm just leaving it at that. We don't got to go into that one. He's still not known if he's still our Flash, but they're thinking about it. I probably wouldn't choke a fan. Or they can always do that whole, you know, infinite Earth, but this is Earth number whatever. Yeah, there you go. Multiverse, baby, multiverse. We We don't got to explain shit. It's a different one. DC, we're loose. We're not Marvel. We don't need a little thread connecting everything. If it's a good story, no one Of another Justice League without Martian Manhunter. I know, man. Now, it was confirmed by Zack Snyder. He had, everybody's having a quarantine party, but he, it was confirmed by him that one of the characters in Justice League was Martian Manhunter in disguise. Okay. And? That's all his... That's no, that was it, because that's the end of the movie. They didn't even do it. Now, this is also a big qualm with fans. Now, a lot of people are going to bitch. You know they're going to bitch and complain that, oh, you're just going to reboot this and you're just going to forget about Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. Yes. I think this is a big choice. <laughs> Do we really need to see the Snyder Cut? No. Um, That's like saying, I want I want Star Wars thirteen thirteen on my PC tomorrow. It's not going to happen. They're not going to listen to me. If they release a Snyder Cut, I'll watch it, but I'm, I'll live just fine without it. I mean, I'd rather... I'm interested now that that's come out. I, w- I want to know which one of them is Martian Manhunter in disguise. I'm more intrigued by the Snyder Cut. And I just want to I just want to see it just so I can have it in my mind's eye and be like, yeah. Like, if they were to release it, then I would watch it, but I'm not going to... Yeah. But if they were to just recast, like, hey, they already recast Superman for the Arrowverse. Nobody bad in an eyelash. I didn't really like him, but he is a good Superman. They also brought back Brendan Roth for uh, Kingdom Come Superman for the F- uh, for the Crisis event. Yeah. So, as a comic book fan, you really shouldn't be tied to one specific idea of that character. Mm. Because multiple people are touching this character when they're making it. You know, it they're like prostitutes. Everybody's using them. <laughs> you came in at the perfect time, Hour Kelly. We were just talking about prostitutes and how they're the same as comic book superheroes. Nice. Yeah. So, now, you came in here, Justice League Dark is confirmed for HBO Max, with J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Company being produced, and it's also being rumored that the just they're making a Justice League show for HBO Max with all new actors, so they're going to be recasting uh, Superman, Batman, Aquaman, Flash, all that, for this HBO Max show, but all the HBO Max shows will be the same continuity, as you clearly drop an anvil. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Molnir. Molnir. You dropped Molnir. Yeah, you dropped Molnir in the corner there. <laughs> Sounds like there's a quite a racket going on over there. And I already saw him glitch once. I'm just waiting for the cat to just like jump in his face. I'm, I'm literally in a, a quiet room by myself. It, it may have been me messing with my headset. Yeah, probably. Well, your wife's going to think you're masturbating. Like, no, I'm podcasting, I swear! <laughs> Very possible. <laughs> so, now, this is my question here, Kelly. Um, the Justice League, are you okay with them just rebooting the Justice League and kind of doing that, or are you going to... Are you kind of siding with these fans to where they should at least offer the Snyder Cut of Justice League available? Uh, I think they should offer the Snyder Cut because just redoing it is kind of like a cop-out. And I mean, I can see that, but it's also what, it, they, what they did with the Arrowverse on TV. They gave you your own Superman. Batman, they mm-hmm. kind of alluded, was Kevin Conroy, but they didn't really give you one. Well... The problem, my problem with that would be, again, uh, I mean, there's already, I don't know, I, I feel like there's already something set, like, just going back to, like, uh, a whole new thing, reboot everything, it's like, okay, well, why, what's, what's the point, why, why reboot everything, why would you do that? Uh, in my, my opinion for this one, with Josh Whedon and taking over for Zack Snyder, you got too many cooks in the kitchen, so, with that being said... And it's too much money to reshoot that because it wasn't 100%. They still had work to do. So you're going to spend money making that cinema quality and it's just not financially fiscal for them. It's not possible. They're probably not going to do it. No way to do it with the agreements that are already set out there and people already losing the the positions and the the roles that they already have. So just to bring them back just for fan service, they would have to do that as a donation or a GoFundMe. Yeah, somebody would definitely have to owe somebody a favor for that one. Um, so, I apologize. I need to tell you this. So, here's the problem that I just had when I was trying to join. Is I was changing a diaper, and I preemptively changed it. Meaning she wasn't done. I am so glad you shared that. I'm hey, so glad you shared that. I'm so glad I don't have to eat for the rest of the day. Every parent has been there. Yeah, so I was like, oh, shit. That's good. So one thing I am also proud of is this next story. It has been (laughs) straight up change something. That's called a segue, sir. And we're segueing right into here. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness confirms Sam Raimi as director. I'm actually excited for this. It, All right. it was long rumored earlier this year we heard that old Papa Marvel old Mama Marvel and Papa Scott Derrickson they were getting a divorce due to creative differences and a little more than a month later we heard rumors that old Mama Marvel was out dating old Sam Raimi well now it's confirmed that Mama Marvel and Sam Raimi are dating and they're going to pop out baby Doctor Strange into the mad, mad, multiverse of madness. Okay. So, to make that full circle there. It's dropping November 5th, 2021. And uh, while this may come as a surprise to most, but Sam Raimi is actually a huge fan of Doctor Strange. 
He says here in the interview that I loved Doctor Strange as a kid, but he was always uh, after Spider-Man and Batman for me. He was probably number five for me in the great comic book characters. He was so original, but when we had the moment in Spider-Man 2, we had no idea we would be making Doctor Strange movie. So it was really funny to me that coincidentally, that line in the movie, I gotta say... I wish we had for, had the foresight to know where this project was going to go. So they're refer, uh, referencing the name drop in of Doctor Strange in Spider-Man 2 that Sam Raimi did. So it's kind of an eclectic drop that people picked up there. But I really think that if you get a great director who's a fan of the content, guaranteed this project's going to set off in November. And it and gives it gives, it gives Sam, Sam Raimi some some, some, some uh, uh, kind of like a redemption, redemption as well. well. You know, you not, know not not that, that you know Spider Man three what what it, what it was, but, but. Spider Man four. We already talked about that on this podcast. That was going to yeah. be awesome. It was, but they didn't have any faith in him. Which, which three. let's be honest, not a lot of people had faith in him after three. This is a really bad movie. I mean, yeah. Uh, Oh well, that that, that venom, venom was not was not, was not what not needed what to be put out. No, but there is a rumor that Spider-Man Two, they're you're, they're gonna have Venom involved in it, and he's gonna be the main you know kind of antagonist there. And you're also gonna have uh, Green Goblin rumored in there. But Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Three Venom suit is gonna be available in it, and there's gonna be a symbiote version of all the suits. So they're going more, more Raimi in the Marvel universe. The Raimi universe. <laughs> That's a different universe owned by Sony. <laughs> we don't talk about Sony. Oh, yeah. Those dance moves were good. Yeah, different dance moves. Different dance moves. There's a quota in Hollywood that not a lot of people know, but every TV show or, you know, at least every third movie you make has to have some kind of musical or sing-along or dance. Yeah. Next story. You just did this. Oh, I just did oh, Bert Bert and Spiders. And spiders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wild, Wild Wild West. West. Big, Big mechanical, mechanical fucking spider. spider. Talking about the Wild yeah. Wild West, how about the Wild Wild West a long time ago in the galaxy far, far away because the Mandalorian <laughs> is getting a documentary. You are just trying way too hard at me sometimes. Dude, my segues are awesome. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, like, you could have went with somewhere here because it was like, I have spoken to the Mandalorian having a documentary, you know? That could have been easier. You know what? Hindsight is always... The Mandalorian does give off Western vibes. It does. Thank you. Somebody better. Just picture his hat as, as a cowboy hat, almost. <laughs> There's always a cop. But it does. You're right. I, I agree, too. It does get off some Western vibes. A lot of them, actually. But this is a new behind-the-scenes documentary on... It's called The Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian. It's in celebration of Star Wars Day. So it's coming out May 4th, 2020. And it's going to show you all the behind-the-scenes action that happens with The Mandalorian. Obviously, we have rumors of Ahsoka Tano joining the second season, and we also have um, a lot of black lightsaber in the end of last season. 
it ended really well, and I would love to see all the workings of how this hat came to be. And actually, creator and executive producer John Favreau says, uh, Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, is an opportunity for fans of the show to take a look inside and get to see the different perspective and perhaps a greater understanding of how The Mandalorian came together and some of the incredibly talented contributors throughout season one. We had a great experience making the show, and we're looking forward to sharing it with you. Whenever you have a great show like this, and they have those behind-the-scenes cameras showing you how they did this stuff, it's amazing, and it's a nice look and a nod into it. Because that little baby Yoda was $5 million. Listen, social media has ruined the baby Yoda for me. Because now, anytime I see baby Yoda, all I, all I picture in my head is Chicky Nucky. Then oh, God, all... I hate that so much. Exactly. It's just like Jersey Shore. Chicky Nuggies. Yeah, there's a picture of Baby Yoda exactly like this. And it's like, on my way to get Chicken Nuggies. And he's got a happy face on. And it's spilled out Chicky Nuggies. It ruined yeah, this character yeah. for me. Social media. Now, another thing that would have ruined the character for you, if you had actually seen it, there was an article that came out. It was a video released by IGN, which said official Mandalorian season two trailer, and it was some cut scenes from season one, and it ended up with like an adolescent baby Yoda with like a green vape. And he's like a guy that sounds really like Pedro Pascal saying, come on, I told you not to vape in here. You have to get out of here. I can't protect you anymore. And it was it was funny, but for a moment I was like, yeah. For a moment I was like, oh, you dick. I really thought this is gonna be a trailer. <laughs> Got my hopes up. But this behind the scenes documentary on May the fourth will be a little bit easier. Mandalorian is drop season two is dropping in October, so we'll have to see all the. Ahsoka Tano and Baby Yoda action and see where they're going with this season. The first season, I mean, I don't think anybody really expected to see what they saw. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested, interested to see how Rosario, Rosario Dawson does as Ahsoka Tano. Oh man, I've really loved her as the night nurse on all the uh, Marvel Netflix series, so I really hope she's great in anything she yeah. I'm yeah. glad that she's getting something. Um, but as somebody who's right now doing a rewatch of the Clone Wars, yes, we are. I'm rewatching it with him, and it's his first time watching it. Love oh, it. is it? Oh, love it. Battle droids are my favorite. I love what they did with season seven too. Season seven was is amazing so far yeah, it because is. it's crossing over Revenge of the Sith. It is. You can really see where they're bringing everything together, and it's really beautifully done. But you know, after so many seasons of a specific voice, a specific nature to Ahsoka Tano. I'm, I'm interested to see what she does and what take, like where is she in, in all of this? Because the timelines do get so fuzzy. It'd be crazy if you saw her and she got like 16 kids. You're like, yeah, fuck it, Master Adam. I don't give a fuck you. <laughs> well, in the most recent we heard her voice, that means she's passed on. Um, as a force goes, so I'm interested to Maybe see if they're going to... Maybe she dies in The Mandalorian protecting old baby Yoda. Mm, that'd be a great storyline, John Favreau. Call me. Favreau yeah, has, has some incredible foresight, so I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't, man. And he said that he had written for, like, four seasons already. Like, he's already got 
Oh, I don't doubt. He's already got. He's already got the lexicon laid out. This is yeah. the man that helped foreign Marvel with Iron Man. I don't doubt this man has a plan. Yeah, he put he put the MCU forth. He's he's going to do the singing magic that he did for the MCU for 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 uh, Star Wars with this show. Uh, you know, for, foresight, foreskin. He's got all the fours. We can't do dirty diapers, but we can do foreskin. Yes, sure. <laughs> that that's funny. <laughs> we do not deal with brown here. We don't do shit jokes. We do dick jokes. Last week I came in at the feet part. I was like, "Why am I here? How did we?" <laughs> we haven't even discussed tentacle porn yet, so it's all good. Yeah, I'm sure. This is a very mild podcast so We've far, but. Universal, in this next story, is rebooting the Green Hornet with Kato. While we all may have our opinions about the Seth Rogen movie, the Green Hornet, little know, is actually older than Batman. Uh, okay. First appearing in a 1936 radio broadcast that ran until 1952, where then... It got turned into a TV show in 1990, or 1966 to 1967 that infamously brought one Bruce Lee to the West as Bruce Lee pray, played Kato. And, yeah, uh, did you, did you, there's a there's story, a story behind, behind that. that. They, they had, had to tell, tell him to slow down, down his, his action, action sequences, sequences yeah, because yeah. he's up there. Yeah, yeah yo. Yeah, you. He's going off script. Yeah, they had to tell him to slow down because he was too fast for the for the cameras at the time. And off script, doing his own, making up his own stunts for parts of the movie. Like, the the yeah. whole Bruce Lee movie is is actually it has it in there. And what was that one movie that uh, went over his life like a biopic? Enter the dragon. Enter the, the dragon. Enter the dragon. Yeah, such a great fucking movie, man. I loved that, but Green Hornet has the pro- has the prospect to come back here. We got 26 episodes of the 1966 TV show, and then in 2011, Seth Rogen was chosen to do uh, play the rebooted version of it, um, which leads us here to where they're doing another reboot. Okay, they're going the bu- they're going the buddy movie route. Remember who they casted? Uh, no rumor, no word on who they casted it for. The working title is the Green Hornet and Cato, and little else is known. No uh, names, writers, or directors have been linked to the. It's going to be played by Mel Gibson. What's that other guy's name from the uh, the the uh, Danny Glover? Yeah, Danny Glover. <laughs> We're going to call it the. Green Too old Hornet. for this shit. Yeah, that's the whole movie. Lethal Hornet. Yes! I think I talked about it before, and you guys should check it out. It's actually a good movie, but it's just hilarious. It's The Last Dragon. Not in- <gasps> yes, with Blue- with Bruce Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> yes, she knows what I'm talking about. It was literally... Ty Mac is a pretty great guy. I've met him several times. Oh, really? He does the convention circuit up here a lot. He's in New York. So he goes to a lot of the local conventions, and he's a very humble, wonderful guy. But, but yeah, we yeah. like Green. That's awesome when they're actually nice. Like I said, it's it's, it's funny because like it's great, great movie, but it's a good movie. Like I just you have Ernie Reyes and Ernie Reyes Jr. Ooh, he would make a good Cato. There you go. I would. I want to see Cato as an unknown. All over that movie. 
Everyone has the same insecurities. Almost like with the Green Hornet, I want not Seth Rogen. I want somebody who has that statuesque, almost like Chris Evans, you know, kind of jawline. He looks like a superhero. I kind of want to... That, that, that was the purpose. He wasn't supposed to at all be one or look like one. He isn't one. It's more Kato doing everything than him. And I think Seth Rogen actually did it. But I think he did a decent job at, at playing the part, even though... The movie's not that great. The the reviews I saw is that it's they said that the movie didn't know what it wanted to be. It didn't necessarily say that Seth Rogen did a bad job. I, I that's what I'm trying to say. Is the movie wasn't that good. It wasn't that bad. It was it was it didn't. I thought Seth Rogen himself did a good job playing what he was supposed to play. It's just let's quantify what this movie was up against. It was up against. It was up against. Rhyme. The old man's supercomputer will now tell us what was going on that year. Green Lantern? <laughs> Green Lantern? Yeah, up against Green Lantern at the oh, same time. No, year. I thought okay. that doesn't exist. Okay. I thought it was okay. As a Green Lantern fan, it was it was bad. It doesn't exist anymore. Deadpool 2 year, he went back and killed himself. Before he <laughs> <laughs> okay, he did kill himself. <laughs> Sean Ennis says, America! Typical, uh, yeah, usual. Yeah. You see all the videos? Oh, I gotta send you all these videos, Chris, of him from. Yeah, okay. I'll be right back. <laughs> He's going to do that right now. I actually, I'll be right back because I have to. I'll be right back. He's got another diaper to change. Watch out for the turd rocket. <laughs> they shoot out there. Name of the podcast. <coughs> Watch out for the turd rocket. <laughs> there we go. So I guess poop jokes are allowed. And another thing is allowed. See what he started? Which is, all right, we can't stop it from happening. What? But there's yeah. another Super Mario movie coming. All right, we can't stop this from happening. It's like an earthquake. There's nothing you can do. Nintendo has their heart set on a super, uh, on a Mario Brothers movie. Now, one person that has been rumored for the Luigi role has been none other than Watchmen and Walking Dead's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. What is your immediate thought? Who the hell is that guy? We know what your thought is. Yeah, I have no idea. So, yeah, so, um, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously up. You're a supernatural fan. He's Papa Winchester. Yes, yes. Yeah. How serious are they making this Mario Brothers movie? I just want this to be good. I don't want a Blade Runner with fungus. You don't I want, want the lame thinking, If you're putting Jeffrey Dean Morgan, that's kind of setting a tone or setting the expectation. I think the man realizes that his days on The Walking Dead are numbered and he needs another job. But is Luigi it? Matt, Matt and I were talking about... You get what you can get sometimes. He's one of the names being rumored for the role. Maybe I he's a huge that. fan. I do think there is a better choice for the role, but I wouldn't... It depends on the style of the movie. If they're going gritty, like the first one attempted to be, I will say, then... Yeah, he would be good for Luigi because even in this article it says they look through they through close analysis of slow motion footage from Mario Kart 8 reveals that the Luigi death stare, which is a sinister expression that appears on Luigi's face whenever he bashes into somebody with a shell or passes them, exposing his dark fury that secretly lies behind his eyes. 
That last part was me. I think, I think that's, that's far-reaching, far to say the, the least, least, but... It's going to be a... You don't uh, think he was the spiteful brother for being player two? No. Nope. The no, only no. reason why they're talking about Luigi is because it's going to be a horror movie, and Luigi <laughs> killed Mario... And in a mansion. In a mansion, yeah. <laughs> and Mario didn't do so well. So that pent up Luigi Rage. Podcast started and it was what if what if Valve and Nintendo got together and just made a Left for Dead Mario Brothers edition? And it would just be like the four main characters in a Left for Dead scenario. That's probably a mod for that. There is a, probably a mod for that, but... There's always a mod for that. That's like go- saying Google it. There's a mod for that. It's like saying these days, there's an app for that. Now it's, yeah. there's a mod for that. There is a mod for that. We got more mod news later. But Luigi, Kelly, is the rumor, uh, the rumored actor for this new Mario Brothers movie. The actor they're looking at for Luigi is Jeffrey Dean Morgan from The Walking Dead. He played the comedian on Watchmen, and he was Negan on The Walking Dead. I... Loved him as Negan. I was a, I am a huge Walking Dead comics fan. The when I I watched up until the Glenn death and a little bit after it, and he was a fantastic Negan. He took the role and he owned it. They actually they put actually his put likeness, his likeness and, and character, character, you know, straight out from, from the, show the show into Tekken, Tekken 7, Seven as a, as a playable, playable character. character. Well, I was more of a fan of him when he was, uh, when he was, uh, the rapist, when he was uh, the rapist, the, in the Watchmen, the comedian. Oh, okay. For me, it's Papa Winchester on Supernatural. Yeah, man. We all have our views of him, but I've really loved him as Negan, and I, I still want to see him as Thomas Wayne in the Flashpoint movie. I'm down for that. I still think he would be perfect for that. He is still trying to fucking campaign for that. I still don't think we should, you know, let Mr. Chokey fuck up this great idea with Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne. Azara Miller is now Mr. Chokey. I've decided that. Oh, I was a bit confused there. I'm like, that's because he choked out a fan who was egging him on. But... We'll see if he's still the Flash. Okay. A lot like if this movie will actually be good, like the last Mario movie. But this next story is actually an advertisement for the Carezzi real estate deals you're going to be finding on your home. So, are you a first-time home buyer? Do you know somebody who is? Because if you do, then we have the perfect real estate for you, which is the. Uh, you can talk to Caitlin with the Anne Marie Carezzi Real Estate Team, located at 1400 North Providence Road, Building 2, Suite 1000, Immediate PA. Caitlin is a Delco native and loves what she does as a realtor. She specializes in assisting first time home buyers and walking through the step by step processes of becoming a homeowner. And of course, her and her team are licensed in PA, New Jersey, and Delaware, and they work closely with buyers and sellers to find you the home that you can game in because every gamer needs a place to game so hop on over to kw.com and find your dream home today another person that wants your help is nasa and how do they want want my my help nasa wants you to save the world's coral by playing a game uh okay so NASA made a game. That's right. 
I'll say it again. NASA made a video game. It's called uh, Nemo-Net, that where players uh, use their iPhone, iPad, or Mac uh, in, to virtually travel into the ocean depths. The pictures are taken with 3D cameras, and it is taken from lot. The images are taken from real life ocean expeditions, and playing the game will help scientists create a better map of the world's coral and can help with the conservation efforts uh, before the reefs get wiped out. And all data the users generate by playing the game helps train a NASA supercomputer to identify coral on its own. I fuck with that. And the game is free. Yeah, I enjoy free. It's actual coral. You're helping NASA... Defi- and their supercomputer define corals. So the computer's like, nah, Jeff uh, Jeff Big Nuts 79 said this is actually the uh, protocol iPhone guy. And that's how it's going to know. Thank you, Jeff Big Nuts 79. I think I would just name all the corals something ridiculous. So then. I don't think you actually get to name the coral. Well, then I don't want to play it. I'm done. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> There is no creative control in this game. <laughs> you mean I have to stick with naming conventions that already exist? <laughs> well, well, shit, you probably can't pronounce half the half, if not three quarters of the coral as actual names. Yeah, yeah, you gotta play. Like how Pat butchers Japanese names, anyway. But I'm not a doctor. I don't know if any of you knew that or not. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an English major. I'm a mechanic. He's not a linguist. That's why I have a car podcast with him. I'm a mechanic. I don't know that shit. (laughs) I don't know if any of you knew this, but I am not a professional reporter. Surprising, I know. And as all of you gasping. But another thing that has has me gasping is a leak, a leak. Yes, another leak. So Assassin's Creed game that's coming supposedly 2020. Fans have deemed Ragnarok. It's also going under the uh, the working name of Kingdom is its code name. There is a leak that comes from a French YouTuber. His name is X Jonathan. X Jonathan. I guess Jonathan was taken. Oh, X Jonathan. It sounds risque. So X Jonathan. I might actually just say it. Like just stop, 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 stop. Yeah, just stop. Oh, I I was gonna do that for the rest of the podcast, but I guess yeah, not. So. Jonathan, Jonathan says first. Do not, do not, do not, do not uh, uh, don't, don't make don't it worse. Don't make it worse. Don't make it soft and jerky, boys, please. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> first, here's Johnny says. Jonathan, <laughs> sounds idiot. It's not going to be called Assassin's Creed Kingdom. It's not going to be called Ragnarok. Um, the title. Was Ragnarok was most picked up by a fan nomenclature for the upcoming game. He goes on to say that you will be able to switch between male and female genders for your main character. Like last time, gee, where do they think? Like Odyssey, and he also refutes that the main character's name is Jorah. So you do have to take some of the rumors coming out of there with a grain of salt. The combat system is seeming to be more like Origin and less like Odyssey, so it's going to be more like Bayek's uh, journey. 
And then um, the there's going to be more RPG elements even than Odyssey. So they're keeping they're going to keep stepping up the RPG elements in the Assassin's Creed games, which I believe gives it a little bit more uh, of depth with the different the different uh, loot and armor and weapons that you can get in there and how you use them. Like there was a video going around online with people who were really skilled with the archery in Assassin's Creed Origins. And it was this video. This guy was just, boom, making amazing one-shots with the bow and arrow. A random one-punch from Connor. But I think that with the combat having more RPG elements, and it it's something that they have been building towards, there's still no release date or any official announcements for the game. But more info may be coming late April or early May, rumors are stating. So we won't actually have that long to wait for another Assassin's Creed game. I'm actually quite excited. excited. I still have to finish finish the other two. Um, I mean, Odyssey, unless you have about 300 hours, I don't think you're going to finish it. If you have a spare 5,000 hours, you might be able to get through the tutorial. It really is a gigantic game. Too it big. It really is. Too it's, big. It's it's massive. Look, are you home all day, have nothing better to do? Yes. You could actually beat it. Yeah, all right. Well, maybe I will re-download that. Or thing. you could get beyond the tutorial. Yeah, but you also work from home. Now, this, <laughs> next, this next story is uh, one that I really like here is Fable. I've always been a huge fan of the Fable series, and there is another rumor about it. Which, you can take it with a grain of salt, but they're saying that the Fable 4 is going to be coming for the Xbox Series X. And there's a, a trailer here. Okay? This is the tweet, which people are saying is very um, fantasy style. It looks exactly like the kind of thing you would see in previous fa- uh, Fable games. Most like it was done by the same artists. So... Here we see the video for it, which the rumors have been swirling that this is your first look at Fable 4, but this is actually a uh, a YouTube video by Quixel showing off Megascan's ecosystem tool that's used with the Unreal uh, the Unreal Engine. It's a photo photogametry technology reportedly being used f- uh, by Playground, which is the developer rumored to be working on the next Fable series. And with this, it says that it's going to be working, it's going to be used on their next RPG. Okay? Now, that style that they have kind of showing off here, let me get more into the meat and bits here. Here we go. So the style that they see in it is more along the lines of why they think it is Fable-esque. But at very least, I say, this is possibly just their new RPG fantasy game. Now, it may not necessarily be Fable. It may be another RPG fantasy that is coming for the Series X. No, no, not yet, not yet. Doesn't like me, doesn't like me. All right, fuck you. So, (laughs) (laughs) that little bitch is all you get, though. You can find this at GameRant.com. I go visit the Game Rant and watch it. I tried. Comcast doesn't want you to see it. 
So it's a conspiracy. <laughs> I blame me, blame Comcast. Don't blame me. But go to Game Rant Muse. You can see the actual trailer that they have there. It's pretty much just showing off the engine. I don't think that it is a Fable game. If it is the technology they're using on this new fantasy RPG game, I really want it to be Fable. But the playground, uh, yeah, playground games. They made Forza Horizon, so. That's a great game, critically and fan acclaimed. So I think that whatever game they are making, this is going to be right along my lines. Okay. Okay. So we'll have to see. Um, so, 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 which one, one of the Fable, Fable games, games did you like, did you the, like most? the most? One, two, or one, three. three? I would have to say, uh, well, one for just the nostalgia of. Oh yeah, one of it, but two. Was the the online was interesting, but it still sucked. So I'd just say for overall happiness and experience, I'd side with one. To where with like Mass Effect, I would overall stick with two, but I'm still generally happy with three. I just don't like how three ended. I agree with that. So that's that's just a little difference there, but I definitely wanted to pr- throw a little focus on a new rumor, especially that one. Obviously, um, I know a little bit about unofficial games. All right, I got a Matt plays coming up this week, which is Play Me, a uh, unofficial Saw fan game that my buddy Joe Palladino is making, and he gave me the honor of playing it and I have a video that I'm editing so that's going to be coming up later. This story is on another unofficial game being made by another guy. It's the Seinfeld Adventure Game. It's a point... Uh, okay. It's like a 90s style point and click game based on the adventures of Seinfeld. Do we really need this? Or do we want to play it? Yeah. I don't care. You're going to get it. You're going to play it. it And you're going to like it up there. Yeah. You're going to play it in that quarantine box whether you like it or not. Or you're not getting any dinner. Hello, Newman. Child services isn't open right now. I swear to God. (laughs) So. (laughs) Here we see all the point and click love of uh, action that you love from the series and two guy two fans are currently attempting to gather online support for the creation as well as they even are attempting to gain support from Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David and I saw they were actually sending it over to the people who own the rights of Seinfeld trying to get their approval they're trying every way they can to try and get this game made their goal is to make roughly a 30 minute experience Following an original story in the Seinfeld universe with the characters. I just want to be the suit Nazi. I was just about to say I think we were all fine in front Now, this is not the first time that modders have actually taken Seinfeld into games. Now, they've also made Seinfeld in Dreams on PlayStation, as well as the modding community has brought Seinfeld... To Doom 2. He looks to like where a, the layout is Jerry's apartment, and you play as Jerry, and you're going through killing. He looks like he looks a full-size, full-size leisure, 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 leisure suit Larry. Larry. Yes. <laughs> like I said, 90s point-and-click game. Leisure suit Larry, yeah. 
But it's Seinfeld. And, and, and I played that. That was a good one. So instead of suggest sexually suggestive pictures, you're gonna see Jerry Seinfeld saying, "What is up with airline peanuts?" And that's it. So it's really the same game. So the only dramatic character you can be because he's always got drama and excitement is George because then you're always stressed out and something bad's always going to happen. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be Kramer? You're telling me nothing interesting gameplay-wise would happen in Kramer's day? Well, racist. Nothing? I think that he'd be excited. He'd be excited. That's for sure. You're just pointing and clicking on the white lines down the highway that you want to black out so that the lines are more spacious. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much you can do with this, man. I know there's a licensing issue, but I really hope that they get the approval to put this through because funny little games like this are exactly what we need in this dark time. But speaking of dark times, I'm going to bring a little bit of hope with the Pope. That's right. Steam isn't done, boys and girls. Pope Simulator. Ah! There we go, Kelly. I told you it's better. <laughs> I told you it's Still better. Than Kelly. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pope Simulator. I hope this is VR, man. It's first person. It looks like it. it on VR. It's first person. Give them time. But around waving to people. The, the game begins at, on Conclave Day. And when the cardinal, the College of Cardinals elect you as the new pope, you choose your coat of arms, which uh, impacts your course of pop- papiacy. Uh, sure, close enough. Papacy. At the current moment. Papacy. Yeah, papacy. That's papacy. There right you here. go. Papers, please. So you choose your coat of arms, and then from there, you set out to influence the world. <laughs> No military or economic powers for you. If you do, you want me to do that as the soup Nazi? No economic or military powers. Military powers for you. Sometimes, and you don't realize like what you say. Yeah. So it turns out. So it turns out the Pope is a magician. And How dark does this game get? Instead of faith, you get a man. Instead of mana pool, you get faith. Okay, and uh, I haven't seen exactly how much the game is, but I'm on board. It looks like you could have a lot of fun as the Pope. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's going to purposely play this play game, game just to ride, ride in the in the, uh, in the uh, cart, cart in the Pope. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. <laughs> as long as you don't have to pay for it, I'm not buying DLC. <laughs> what, what, do, do you just give the Easter Mass and hope for the resurrection? That's your DLC? So, your Don't faith spoil it. is uh, recovered through prayer. Sorry, alert, alert. No, your faith is recovered through prayer, and you can use the strength of your, pray, uh, of your faith to uh, use it on the crowds or to bless objects. So you can, like... I don't know, bless this ying, holy yingling can and make this holy beer. So it's not killing yinglings, it's blessing yinglings. That might be the title of the podcast. So, <laughs> so you will also uh, need to watch out because everything you bless, every kind of disturbance in the fate, as it were, will have a, a 
uh, you know, decisions. So every decision you make will have a consequence, even with matters of fate. You're telling me there must be a balance in the faith? (laughs) Yes. The faith must not lead to the dark side. (laughs) You know, I kind of think they stole this off Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, a game that, if you are saying this does seem similar to something, you'll probably remember the game that came out late last year, I Am Jesus Christ, where you played as... Oh, yeah! Buddy Christ. I'm sorry, no, Jesus Christ. And you landscaped lawns. No, that's Jesus. You went through and heal, uh, healed people with your faith, and you had a lot of different stuff. I actually that like that joke. That's one of the jokes. <laughs> I'm good for one a day. I'm glad you could join me for one of them. Um, <laughs> I like this game. It's fun and silly, and who would not want to be the Pope besides the actual Pope? I'll tell you one person. One person you don't want to. Yeah, the per- one person you don't want to be, or one of these dumb fuckers, is. Uh, there is actually a very expensive jacket out there right now. There is a Death Stranding jacket for $1,900 that once released immediately sold out. Nope. Now here's the, uh, the baby in the here's the thing. Attachment. Immediately, immediately, I knew, I knew you were going there. That is a prop. That is actually not the jacket you get. The jacket is the jacket you get, but that's not part of the jacket. That's just this jackass being funny. So, this is the jacket you get. You get a colorful little yellow pouch, which is meant to symbolize the B- as the BB. You also get little embroidery on uh, the chest there, as well as the arms. So you, get a, you, get, you get a jacket with a, with a manila folder on it? Yes, you get a jacket with a manila folder. And it's for $1,900. How much is the baby? Now, here's the cool part that I saw. How much for the baby? (laughs) You could probably find that on Etsy. I guarantee you. Yeah. That's a better shot. You just have a gigantic gigantic kangaroo pouch in the center of your chest. Between Etsy and Wayfair, you're covered, man. All right. Now, the other thing here. You see, on the arm, you got a little Bridges logo there. So you're paying for that. Bridges on the back. It says, I'm a schmuck, I'm a schmuck, I'm a dumb schmuck. But here's the cool part here. You'll notice this strap here. That strap is for functionality as well. So you got your hood. And then, where is it? God, there's so many repeat shots. We don't care about your fucking hat. doesn't even come with the jacket. God, there's so many pictures. We don't care about your face. Nice little badge there. Anchor, which is the company. Bridges. The other thing about the bridges is that that little patch there, you can use to attach your iPod. Little headphones. So, Great. I mean, if that's what's selling you on it for 1900 bucks. Just, just right? what I never wanted. It's there. And then, you know, double zippers, cool stuff like that. You can tuck away your manila folder. In case you feel like you're going to look like a jackass, you th- it's okay. You can hide this. <laughs> Lots of secret pockets. So, you know, you. I'm that just one, gonna hide people my are going to know you got shit in there. I'm going to hide my manila folder. Uh, how'd you find the weed? It was in his manila folder. I don't know why. It was it's bright yellow. I don't know why you'd put it in there. So, 
there's one picture I saw in here. You got a little thing for your phone up your sleeve there. Little pockets on the sleeve. The the strap on the back, you can actually use it as like a little sling, like those little uh, pouches you get, those sash backpacks. So you can kind of sling it around. Yeah, you can sling it around like a satchel. So lots of little tabs and stuff on there. Yeah, a satchel jacket. So that little thing there, you can just kind of have the jacket by your side and just swing it around your shoulder. So if you take the jacket, you don't want to hold it on your arm. You can put it over your... Turn it into a backpack. You can put it around your neck so that way somebody can secretly just choke you to death. You paid $1,900 for this. Go to sleep. Like, okay, I'm going to sleep now. So, I mean, I wouldn't spend that. But then... He just walked away. There it is. See? Right here. Here's the sash pitch. He has the jacket. He's too cool. He's too hot. He's like, you know what? It's too hot out today. I gotta have my I gotta have my jacket around my back. Does the coat come with the shirt? I know. I I know. Chris has his jacket. That's a fucking satchel. And he's like, look, this is convenient. This is why I said you would buy this. <laughs> this feature right here is why you would buy this, and you did. Just, yeah, but here's the here's the thing. You're actually going to look like the smart person on this deal. This jacket, minus the Death Stranding little features here, is an actual expensive jacket. Anchor or acronym is a very expensive company. So I took to Google and I looked up how much these jackets were. This jacket is the J1A-GT style jacket. Used. Used. A used jacket. That's like taking off your sock and selling it to somebody. A used jacket. $1,700 to $3,000 for that fucking jacket. That's when I was reading this article. It said, that's actually a fair price for an uh, acronym jacket. I'm like, how much are they usually? $3,000? That jacket better suck my dick for me. (laughs) Jesus Christ. $3,000? I would never be able to justify a purchase of even $1,700 on a jacket. Shoes I can see, but not jackets. Shoes have a purpose. Or a colorful fedora. This coming from the guy who's never bought shoes. Ever. Yeah, no. I I don't buy shoes. People give them to me. But (sighs) jackets are different. (laughs) This one you can wear like the old man and sling it around your soldier. uh, Swing it around your shoulder like a continental soldier. Damn, he butchered that one. I did. Soldier, bro. (laughs) Somebody else that got going on your soldier. Somebody else that got butchered here. uh, Former White House secretary, uh, the press secretary Ari Fleischer for the George W. Bush era, got conned. So Ari Fleischer took to Twitter and. voiced his concerns against China for this console. Now, one thing I want you to look at is the console, the big old share button right there the PlayStation usually has. And instead of the normal PlayStation insignia, it says P4. So, so so they got swindled. It looks exactly like this one. You don't even have to really look at that small button. You can look at 
the regular console buttons because it has half a triangle, half a square. It's missing a, a quarter of the the X button and a quarter of the circle. So it clearly does not look like a controller. Well, that could be for show. <laughs> this isn't like an aftermath or after effect controller. And it was not compatible either. That's why he took to Twitter and voiced his concerns, blaming the Chinese. Because it wouldn't because, work on his PlayStation 4 that he bought from them as well? Yeah, well, no, he actually... Not to mention it was someone from W's campaign. He bought it, he bought it for his kids. I don't know how old his kids are, but he's still buying them PS4 controllers. So he said, no, no, no. I could find that for cheaper on Amazon, and he get them that, and then they're like, "Dad, this doesn't fucking work. Can I just buy this more expensive one?" He's like, "No, no, no. I'm gonna take the." Twitter. I worked for the government. I can solve this. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, look at this. Yeah, look at what they did to me. Oh, you're a dumbass, and you bought something <clears throat> stupidly on Amazon to where anybody can go type in PS4 controller and buy a controller right now for probably like eighty bucks, sixty bucks. Tomorrow, er, two, two days from now, it'll be there. So, that's really all I got in the news, man. I'd like to point out funny little stuff there at the end, but uh, for an end segment this week, it is the infamous 420, which is Counterculture Day. little history fact is that this day was actually to, meant to show you that it is time to start planting the crops. Oh, right now? Yes, right now. Hey. Oh, I mean, not not now. It's oh. night. Okay. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. I'll come back. Ready to go, dude. I got a 60 by 70 garden this year. I'm ready to go. All right. So everybody's going on in on that. Now, my thought here is that, you know what, 420? If you could smoke with any fictional character, all of fiction... Movies, TV, video games, comics, manga, you name it, fictional character, who would you smoke with and why? Goliath from Gargoyles. God damn, you did have a good one. Ago. I win! <laughs> I mean, no, I'm satisfied. Uh, I'm satisfied with Goliath from Gargoyles. Good night! No. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. Oh, and Jay and Silent Bob. Silent Bob. Okay. okay. So, okay. Blunt Man and Chronic. Now, all right. Now, this is all of... Now, you could also pick, like, Captain America. Like, if you're a comic fan, you could pick Captain America from the comics. He'd come out, boom, 3D realization of your comic book, Captain America, right? Say you're an anime fan. You, I mean, just off the top of my head, uh, Shikimaru would be somebody I'd want to smoke with. Shadow Bender, he's a cool dude, lazy motherfucker, just wants to hang out, look at clouds. Obviously, a pot. Have to be a. Does it have to be a physical person? No, no, no. Fictional Whatever. character. Okay, I'm changing it. Tally. Tally. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs> um, mine, uh, mine would be Dante, would be Dante from, from Grandma's Boy, Boy or, or All Might from from, from, uh, from uh, My Hero. My Hero. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Damn. All Might is a good pull. And Dante. You didn't remember his name, though. I'm going to blow your ass up on that one. He, I actually looked it up on IMDb. 
But, yeah, no, Dante is a good pull, too. Those are two good pulls. And, uh, Katarina, what do you pick? Um, my first, my first thought, thought was, was Tom Bombadil, Bombadil from Lord of the Rings. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I, Which guess, I guess no one's no heard, one's heard, heard of, of but me. <laughs> <laughs> there could not be a more eerie silence in the room. Oh yeah, that one. You might have said you might have well that? just said Jap 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 it and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh okay, Jap Jap, yeah. how's Jap Jap doing these days? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, or maybe even like it, it's a little too on the nose for me because anyone that knows me at all knows what a big Wonder Woman fan I am. But you know, Diana, for show. And then I wouldn't smoke yeah, with the flesh. Need, you wouldn't need the lasso of truth because that would just be free flowing truth down right there. <laughs> like Wonder Woman, you could put the lasso of truth down. I'm already telling you. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but I love you so much. <laughs> no conversation, like none, none. Honestly, like. I would I would immediately go with Here's the question of what the hell is up with Aquaman at that point. I'm just <laughs> Now I would immediately go with one of the main DC, you know, superheroes just because. Um but one Batman, I kinda feel like he would be a downer. Kinda feel like he'd mention his dead parents at least once. Probably more than once when you, you know, get in there. It would be a pendulum swing because it would be like dead parents and then it would be like, I can defeat Superman. <laughs> you know how I'd kill Superman? Yeah. Yeah, you know how I'd kill Superman? Yeah, Batman, I know. You told me 5,000 different ways how you would kill Superman. The Joker would be interesting, but you might not be alive afterwards. <laughs> Tell you. I feel like with Batman. Have you seen that? Smoke you, bang! Playing that headbands game, and he was saying that the Wicked Witch of the West was a was a princess. No. I was in this video. There, like he goes in on it, and he's so mad. He's like, and she came down in a bubble, dog. Like, are you gonna look at me and tell me that I'm wrong? And he, it's. Please look it up. It's hilarious, but this is how I picture Batman, like, high as hell, like, working out how with everybody, and they were like, what is the video? you gonna look at me and tell me that I'm wrong? Am I? What is the video? It is a video of two people getting into an argument over a game of headbands, where, you know the headbands, the game where you have... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...for you to guess what it is, and it was the Wicked Witch of the West. And it was, he was because he said it was a princess, and the guy's like, "She's not a princess." He's like, "She came down in a bubble, and she had a crown, Doug." <laughs> that guy's going off. You're watching it, yeah, it's hilarious. That's not me. <laughs> okay, now I gotta say, man, it, it, there's a lot of fiction out there. There's a lot of fiction out there, so we may have to come revisit this one. But my immediate, my immediate. Tony Stark. It would be Tony because he would really, if I'm going to hang out with somebody, it's going to be a rich billionaire who, one, would be able to have his his drones airdrop in more weed once you're out. He has money, technology, and he probably has a lot of fucking interesting stories. I mean, Raymond Reddington. Might even let you use the... Uh Raymond Reddington, yeah. Raymond Reddington would be another one. Either I'm picking two here. Raymond Reddington and Tony Stark. Those are my pulls right there. 
two people to where you get high as hell with them, and you would have, uh, you would just lose time in all the interesting stories they have to tell you. I mean, I mean the, 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 downer the downer would be, would be like the like human torch because he would touch it and then it would just go in flames anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> he would be the human hot box. <laughs> yeah, that's what we call a person who's a chief. Dude, thief. what'd you fuck? Yeah, what'd you chief do? Chief Kiefer, man. Why you why you chiefing on the blunt? How much am I paying you to babysit that shit? No, 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 no. Human torch, you got to go outside. Get your own shit, man. This is me and Tony's thing. I'd even invite Spider-Man in on it just because, you know, got to show the kid how it's done. And because Tony's uh, uh, Drax would be a good one just because of his his offbeat comedy. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't really would be track amazing. the conversation. I would Dumbledore or Gandalf, too. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yo, Gandalf, man, I'm... Gandalf was always chilling with that fucking pipe, man. Obi-Wan. Oh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan! Dude, he could just light that shit with his lightsaber, too. He made it... He, he, he would just... You never have to have lighter, a lighter on you ever again. Like, hey, Obi-Wan, light me up. Another another one would be... Right. Another would be... Uh, Shatner's Kirk. Okay. Yeah. 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 Chilling on the Enterprise, just smoking a dube on the bridge. The first Kirk. Hulu. You know, all of them when they were on that island, when they were acting out their inner, um, I forgot what that thing, where, where Sulu was the swashbuckler. Yes. Yes. That episode, but they're all high on top of it. <laughs> yeah. How about, how about you get, how about you get Kirk, Spock, and, and, and Picard and Riker, and you're just sitting there watching the hilarity of the two. Okay. Do you watch Picard? Uh, not the CBS uh, special, but the... Uh, we, we, yes. we don't mention that network. We don't, what we was don't the network there, that. Chris? You didn't say... Bob. It was Bob. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, we don't mention bleep, Bob. Bleep, bleep that out. Yeah, we'll bleep get that out. Bleep, he doesn't but, know what he's doing. He's he's high right now. <laughs> he's high right now. God damn it. The quarantine box is infected. But, no, the Bob network did have Picard. I checked out a good five episodes... And I, it didn't hit me in five, man. I gave it five. I normally give I normally give a series two episodes to hook me, and it didn't really get me. Besides the nostalgia I have for Picard. Well, you know, Riker shows up in there. Yeah. Later on. Yeah, I heard how it goes, and I heard it's not. If he doesn't sit down with the leg, if he doesn't do that leg over sit thing, why is he even there? Yeah. Yeah. That's what he does the leg thing. That, he, has to, he has to he has to sit with his, with his what, what he didn't do it not once. Yeah. I was very disappointed. <laughs> and he's supposed to be very attached to the Enterprise, like we saw in the few other future episodes that were in Next Generation, where he just refurbished the old Enterprise and had that that well that's semantics, but still, that even though that one was very expensive, and it was technically that one was destroyed. Yeah. That's true. That was a bunch of spoilers there. But Star Trek crew, that would be You've had your time to watch Especially it. with what kind of weed they would have in the Star Trek time. Because that's like the 37th century. It would be the type of weed that doesn't get you high. So you can still do your job. Or it's like some Rick and Morty interdimensional shit. Okay. Oh, can you Rick. imagine Jane Wayne? Rick! Well, I guess Rick from Rick and Morty. Orange is a new black. You kind of see it. Yeah. Yeah, you do. But... Rick from Rick and Morty. Oh Absolutely. yeah, Rick and Morty. Absolutely, absolutely. I would include Rick from Rick and Morty. Um, Since Chris has changed his position in the box, we now have to go. 
And now we were in Inception, and there we are, Incepting, Incepting. All right, cool. So we're back to our normal box. Giggity. Now, I I like this. I'm still sticking with my pick of Raymond Reddington and Tony Stark. Uh-huh. If you had to pick another, uh-huh. what would you pick? You got Goliath in your corner. Probably uh, Tony Stark, I'm guessing. Once again, a good poll. Chris? Still, still Dante, Dante and, and All Might. All Might. Dante and All Might. Twitchy Wilson. I'm still going with with, uh, Tally. Tally. You're going Tally, and do you want to pick another second one? We're all going two. Um, No. No, No, I'm not much of a smoker, so. Tally. Tally's enough for you, then. Tally's enough for you. I mean... He's a gargoyle. He turns into stone. Why wouldn't you want to talk to him? Katarina, you got you had a bunch of good opinions there, but what are your final two? I'm going to stick with my original two of Tom Bombadil and Diana. However, again, I might just stick with Tom Bombadil because I don't think I'll be able to form the words with Diana, and that you know, I'd rather her think that I would make a good companion than know that I would not. Okay, fair enough. I'll stick with that logic. I'll stick with that logic. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we reach the end of the podcast, and we end off not only with the end segment, but we want to send out the thank yous, one to Amanda Miller, for not only liking this podcast, but last week's Triforce podcast, Bruce Leroy Jenkins, t- Metaphorical <laughs> Tentacles. Hello. We also want to thank Sean Durgan for liking Lug Nuts uh, at the 115. Ralph Cramden, Tomahawk Missiles. We thank Sean Ennis also for commenting always. America. And of course, we always thank Kevin <laughs> and Bob. We gotta love that troll, Bob. And as always, this is a long, drawn-out goodbye. I am one Matthew Bucarell, the Matt Man for the Triforce Podcast. This is Stephen Bucarell, Big Brother in the Quarantine Box. We have one Christopher Bristow, the old man. And Twitchy Wilson, Kelly Collins, as well as Katarina Thermoscara, as well, joining this podcast. And she is always welcome back for her debut Triforce podcast. We come live every Monday night. Yeah, you are always, always more than welcome. Every Monday night, we come back here to gather and discuss the nerdy news. This is a great week, and we love that the quarantine has actually forced us into the Skype thing, because it's turning out really well. It's turning out well. And Kelly and Chris did not do any goofy faces this week that I saw so far. Just weird memes. That's that's a good progress. That's good progress here. <laughs> yeah. You're, You're muted, muted, Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> Somebody doesn't learn the mute button yet. I guess nobody saw me earlier going like this. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, I saw uh, that. Uh, that's uh, mild for you. I'm used to you fidgeting. I'm not used to... You know. And I was being on my best behavior. Well, that's great. That is great. I am so proud of you, boys. And I also want everybody to check out pjnwh.com. Well, you'll find right here in all videos the highlight of this podcast, as well as all of our podcasts, including the funny title we'll give this one down here. And as always, this is a long, drawn-out goodbye. We love you, we miss you, and we want to see you next week. As always, boys and girls, game on! Bye-bye!
Matt's the one Matt with the fedora. Matt is fedora. Got it. Steve yes. is sons. That's fedora. the easy way to just remember it. Matt is the fedora. <laughs> Me and the fedora, or the fedora myself, I should say, are one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he only wears it for special events. <laughs> record. I'm hit record right here. And you can have a nice, nice, nice little conversation. And I will show you what I bought. Every I bought. podcast starts. Ooh. We went to Ollie's. And I, I got a hardback copy of Justice League, The Dark Side War, Power of the Gods. And it is Love absolutely it. amazing. It's Oh, it's, that looks beautiful. It, the artwork, the heroes, as you really haven't seen them before, like Shazam getting different gods behind him, uh, you know, Superman becoming the god of power, Green Lantern becoming the god of life. Amazing, amazing comics. And I, you got to hunt, and you got you to gotta hunt and go through the stuff they have at Ollie's, but you can find some good stuff there. I got another compendium, which I love compendiums, uh, Green Lantern. Wanted, Al Jordan. And of course, this beefy book of Daredevil, The Man Without Fear, book one. I I'll, have to borrow, I'll have to borrow that Daredevil one, you're done. Another compendium here, Wolverine, book one. And then Avengers, Endless Wartime. Well, those are things of beauty. We got the portable podcaster, which you don't know, Katharina, but this is not a taser. I was about to say it is not a taser. Every time, every time it gets it gets mistakenly for a taser. Um, <laughs> Here is a funny story with that. When we had uh, my my wife, who has MS, she had uh, so we were at a benefit for it, and the bartender and the wait wait staff. Put that aside because they were like, "Yeah, we thought this was a taser." I'm like, "No, no, it's just to record." You know, they were giving us the evil eye afterwards. But <laughs> I quickly left. Yeah, we hit the start button and make it go uh... clickety clack. I'm sure. sorry, it doesn't go clickety clack. That's an industry term. With the doohickey and the thingamabobs, <laughs> we do sell widgets. <laughs> Oh, now we're gonna end it. We're gonna end it. Ugh. This is Sal. Sal's in you. <laughs> Don't forget to check out that video. Absolutely. I'll put it on my list. It's hilarious. Ugh. Great, great podcast. Okay. Yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Good night. Stay safe. Yeah. Let me be the one to note that the guy who asked us to start early is late. <laughs> yes. And don't worry, I'm recording all this. This is, uh, uh, Katarina, this is what's going to be uh, what we call the end segment. Was it a nice show? I think it was a great show. It was a great you? show. You it was know a great what? show. It was a great show. In between us, they can actually match it was... that subscribe button above where the uh, right quarantine box is. They'll actually find all the Triforce podcasts. And right above my head, that's where they're going to find the best YouTube video for you. As us, as our main boy Connor says, one punch. Bye. <laughs>